Oh, it makes it a little like. Yeah, there's a there's you can change the the tempo. It has a metronome and a tuner. Yeah, interesting. For when you're recording your instrument. Uh, so do you wanna do you wanna do the podcast? Sure. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Why not? You guys are listening to the Lexington allegation Marxist experience. We are lame. It is the 30th of June, 2021. I'm Aaron. Uh, and I'm Jenry. We're recording this on a new thing. And um, that's my excuse uh, if something <laughs> is wrong. Barring any uh, content delivery failures. Yeah, I mean, but this is... No, nah, it's all it's all this new newfangled... If we... Fault. Look, listen. If we end up mis, mis, uh, reporting something... If we end up being inaccurate, it's the it's, Zoom. It's the Zoom recorder. You heard it wrong. <laughs> you simply heard it wrong. Uh, and if you heard it wrong, you can let us know on Twitter at LamePod, and you can email us at LexLamePod at gmail You can also email us if you would like a sticker. Uh, those are still free. We're still sending them out. Going like hotcakes. Better get yours while you can. Yeah. Um, and I think that's about it for that um i do have a note here the justice for north fork you guys remember those, those from guys tif- of from course tif talk yeah they are going to be having a free yard sale it's going to be on sunday uh so the link is in the show notes to sign up for that they're gonna have a little grill out a little picnic a little a little yard sale action going on so it'll be fun times all around make sure you check that out um also the eviction moratorium ends tomorrow it's july 31st uh so check out the resources in the show notes write to your counselor do everything you need to do we had an episode a few weeks ago that was uh a compendium of the uh resources for that so you can check that out i don't remember which episode it was yeah me neither unfortunately but we'll be putting some more uh in the show notes so check those out and then you have a little thing here about arpa Oh, yeah. Um, ARPA, not to be confused with the um, Advanced Research Projects um, Administration, or whatever they're called. Um, This is the American Rescue Plan Act. Um, And, of course, the city of Lexington is holding a survey on how we should spend our, like, $120 million, somewhere in that ballpark, amount of money on um, their... like what we should what we should be spending money on what we should be thinking there's a survey you have till the 27th of august to fill it out and of course um true lameheads uh you all must um uh must uh advocate for this uh money to be spent on a uh, robust um mass transit system um not only will it increase the amount of unionized workers out here um it will also uh simply um uh, give people an alternative to driving personal vehicles in this city and here's a fun fact about that survey is you can take it as many times as you want That's so fucking funny actually there is no limit to the number of times you can take it or where you say you're from this is big actually we're gonna this is our uh big uh, russia gate false flag right yeah. so links in the show notes for that of course um so this is a, a news podcast um where we talk about uh news mostly and um our opinions on things um and 
Yeah, I don't know why I'm talking so slowly today. Uh, the Herald Leader is becoming more and more unusable with each passing week. Um, it, it, like, there are certain articles that are free on the RSS feed of the Herald Leader that I pull from that are not free to view on their website. Um, and increasingly, more and more stuff, stuff that you probably don't want to be behind a paywall is be getting paywalled. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it blows. Um, I, we have a subscription. You could just... No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we don't. I've been using it. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I've, I canceled that subscription, like... And I canceled the subscription, and they gave us, like, two months of access. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, well, I've been using want, it. Well, they've been charging me for the fucking paper as well, and they and don't they physically send the it. paper. So we got to... I'm going to cancel, and we need to, like, re-sign up to the paper oh. with um, something with something else. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, well, I've just been using it then. Well, I love that you've just been using it. I haven't... I've been um, going rogue. I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, folks, uh, the mask mandates, um, despite uh, every um, every politician telling us that uh, this would be the end, no more no more wearing masks, um, uh, would you look at that? They're back. Um, They're back with a vengeance. More than 100 COVID cases in a single day was recorded for the first time in five months. Uh, Lexington cases themselves are up 10 times since July 1st. So, uh, you know... Uh, K through 12 public schools um, are you have to in Fayette County will have to be wearing masks. Um, uh, there's the new superintendent. I don't know. I'm not going to step into that fucking. Um, oh, what's the angry hornet's nest? I'm going to go step oh, into. Man. I don't want. Don't want to deal with that. Uh, the Fayette court system has gone on to an all mask mandate. Uh, and Aaron has some more reporting on um, what more other, to come. Yeah, what other businesses? What other uh, state? Uh, apparatuses uh, have and um, have not had the mask mandate well so recently uh, Andy said that and you know this is Andy's words not mine even if you're vaccinated you can still spread the Delta variant of COVID I think that's something that people have been observing um, and so he said as the CEO of this state no, I want he, to did he fucking say that yes folks we have to <sighs> I'm going to die. <laughs> he said, as the CEO of the state, I have to make sure that business runs smoothly. This is the most textbook neoliberal civic government thing mm -hmm. you could possibly do. Literally, not only running business like the city, but claiming to be the CEO of a state. Exactly. So fucked no, up. No, it's great. I love it. I love it. Um, so there's, you know, rising cases of the Delta variant. Um, he instituted a mask mandate for employees and visitors in state offices. Um, and he also recommended that school districts have a universal mask mandate, but again, that's a recommendation mm -hmm. for the upcoming school year. Uh, the Agricultural Commissioner, the State Treasurer, and the Legislative Research Commission are refusing to enforce this rule, calling it unnecessary. Allison Ball called it uh, counterproductive and overboard. She says, quote, the Treasury has a very high rate of vaccination among its employees, and the staff has been extremely reasonable, both in monitoring their own health and in not placing their fellow employees at undue risk. Therefore, my office will not require masking among Treasury employees. Allison Ball, I will go on the record saying, maybe one of the most normal Republicans out there. Just a very, 
I don't know. Like, does that, there's nothing about Alison Ball that really screams like Republican. And even when she's like, I'm not going to do the mass mandate, she's like, I feel like I just have very normal reasons. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, and even if Andy wanted to, um, and we talked about this earlier about requiring masks, he can't yep, again. He but can't. he also cannot require vaccines because of Senate Bill 8 that was passed this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So this is good, um, actually. Uh, as um, a fellow, I'm, I've recently in, um, actually joined the death cult. Um, oh, it, please explain. Well, I look, I decided it was a few nights ago, and I ran into Barry Saturday, and I wanted to... I wanted to put the bad blood that was between us to bed because I I discovered a far more greater enemy, um, and we'll get to this in the in the in the podcast. Um, well, I just I didn't discover. Rather, I realized all along that he was our greatest enemy, and I was like, I have to I have to bury the shovel with Barry Saturday. And you know, I was talking, we were getting along, and he suggested I join the COVID death cult. Um, so I happy happy to report that I'm now a. Uh, an honorary member of the uh, Fayette County Republican Party Executive Committee. And <laughs> <laughs> it's great. We do some eyes wide shut shit, except it's all like, um, it's all about spreading, um, uh, you know, aerosol particles. Um, with, oh, good. Uh, yeah. Yes. Love that. Well, I mean, as long as you're like an infiltrator informant, right? Yeah. You're, yeah, just, yeah. you're just in there to see now, what's going on. I, I, but I am, I am enthusiastically for the death cult, though. This is something to, you know, look, we, me and Barry have our differences, but one thing that we can always agree on is that more Americans should be dying of the novel coronavirus. Um, <laughs> and, if we, and if they're not dying, they at least need to be spreading it so we can continue to develop more powerful variants that can kill the vaccinated people. This is a critical step in the Republican <laughs> Party platform, um, actually. So well, the the Republicans cited that they wanted they didn't want to be told that they had to be mandated vaccines. They wanted to cite religious re- religious beliefs as a major factor. Um, I don't understand. I that. can't personally name you a religion that is necessarily opposed to um, like. Uh, Look, my body's a temple, and um, this temple needs to be uh, taken care of with vaccines. And the Catholic Diocese of Lexington just recently required masks to be uh, worn during service at all times again. Mm. Um, So I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about there, Senate Republicans. Well, I mean, Catholics in a... Lexington, not a particularly large um, sect of people in the well, city. Well, I'm just, I'm just curious. Um, that's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, it's a look. You wouldn't the gods that we pray to at the Republican Executive Committee. I mean, you wouldn't know their name or their face. So okay, yeah. I mean, you should just just accept this. You just have look, to join the take, death. Look, How do you join the death cult? I mean, I was very. I mean, it was very uh, informal. Um, I was just you know just one thing led to another. Can um, I join the death cult? I, Aaron, I don't. We can't. We, we can't be. Look, we can't be taking this too far with the you know <laughs> thing. I just think. Look, look, I'm in. I'm enjoying the death call. I think I think we, we have a good thing right there. I, you know, I don't want to... Well, you can just say you don't want me to join. Yeah, I don't want you to join. I don't okay. want you in. This that's is okay. actually my exclusive club. <laughs> that's, that's fine. You just, you just had to say that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and now on a more... Um, oh, the final piece of news, COVID, is that um, the University of Kentucky has sent an email to us 
pleading that the remaining 30% of people on campus get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. uh, And then they show their gun. If not, we'll put back the mask mandate. Or else. Um, Yeah, and they didn't. Yeah, they they were very vague. They're like, we might have to take actions. Like, okay. A little, um, if you want want a little uh, um, sort of peek into the future at what the actual, um, Elaine's actual biggest enemy is, um, there's your hint. Uh, Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Um, Folks, we've been... I've been thinking about this gang shit. I've been thinking about the violent crime in Lexington as anyone that that has the unfortunate um, uh, fate of having to read the Herald Leader or watch cable television locally. Or um, listen to NPR. Yeah, or listen to NPR. I mean, it's really fucking bad. Um, so, you know, and let me, I just wanted to, because many of the articles mentioned here are paywalled, but the headlines are not, I'm just going to go ahead and read you Every headline from the last two weeks that I thought might be relevant to this crime, rising crime discussion, right? Let's just do this. A very uh, citations needed style. Mm-hmm. Multiple shots fired. And this is the last two weeks, folks. Just the last two weeks. Multiple shots fired downtown Lexington by police headquarters. Man injured. Two people injured in Lexington shooting. A little bit scary. Some downtown patrons more cautious after shootings. Man asked for money, then stole woman's purse and attacked her at Lexington gas station. Lexington teen accused of attacking his mom is charged in shooting that blinded child. Second Lexington teen charged in shooting that blinded five-year-old boy. Family, fear, a sense of belonging. What pushes Lexington teens toward gangs? They're dead now. Are gang members retaliations driving Lexington's violent crime? Nightmare, dad of teen charged in shooting a five-year-old speaks out on Kentucky Sports Radio Radio. They said like KSR Radio but they don't. Ah, the lame experience. The lame experience, yeah, if if you will. The Lexington lame experience. (laughs) Um, Man shot after siblings tracked down stolen vehicle, Lexington police say. Detective, shooters accused of blinding Lexington boy, quote, simply got the wrong house, unquote. Two injured in shooting near downtown Lexington. Define near. Yeah, uh, it was like uh, a little north of 3rd Street, so like, you know... The fucking, let me say this, the way Lexingtonians play fast and loose with what they consider downtown um, is uh, shocking. I'll just say that. Um, Especially if you live out in the suburbs. I mean, Chevy Chase is like downtown Lexington to you, um, which is insane. Uh, Final two, final two headlines. Can more job training programs curb Lexington's gun violence? And weekend crowds gathering in downtown parking lots concern some businesses. Um, so a few, few articles to note in this lineup. Um, I don't, I'm not going to read the, uh, fam- the, I'm not going to read the family fear, a sense of belonging is, um, almost all these articles, by the way, are written by that Jeremy Chisenhall guy, um, which is important to note, um, with, with assistance from Morgan Eags, um, Eads, you know, uh, that, that dynamic duo, uh, stoking fucking crime spike fears in all of our hearts. Um, so this family fear, a sense of belonging, what pushes Lexington teens towards gangs is just an interview with Divine Karama, um, local hip hop artist and, um, I don't know, uh, political activists of sorts. I don't know. I mean, Divine's all right. Um, and I mean, that was a pretty, if you read the actual article, Divine's like, yeah, it's mostly the material conditions that force people to do this. And I'm like, hmm. Uh, fellow fellow oh, and comrade then, and then the mayor is like what could people possibly be experiencing that will lead them to this yes um except the question's never answered for her um the 
quote, they're dead now um, article are gang members. Retaliation is driving less than violent crime. I believe that one is a fucking, um, is a story about a gang shooting that happened in 2019. Um, these these two articles were published very close to one another, both by Jeremy Chisholm, which is very interesting. Huh. Published like, I, I mean, in terms of the... Uh, the Lexington RS, the Herald Leader RSS feed doesn't send out everything. It's like the top story, you know. Um, it's like the local stuff mostly. Um, and these these two articles came out back to back, which I found interesting. And these last two articles are the ones that we're going to read because um, there was this uh, town hall that was announced on, to my knowledge, only on the mayor's Twitter the day before that the downtown art center they would be holding a forum. And who is they? Um, well, none other than Mayor Linda Gordon, Police Chief Weathers, and fucking Divine Karama. Very um, legitimate. Yeah, three of those guys, these three dolls sitting here at the table, and people go into the Downtown Arts Center, and they're like, you know, spoke, you know, gave their piece on the matter or whatever. Um, so we're going to read these two things. Um, uh, the first one we're going to read, that came, first article came out is, uh, these two were also both written by Beth Musgrave important to note this is i think the first of her serious reporting i've read on this can more job training programs curb lexington's gun violence right let's uh, let's begin shall we lexington mayor linda gordon said that the city is working to address an uptick in crime and murders and asked the community for its input and help at a town hall forum on crime wednesday night quote everyone is facing the issue gordon said nearly every major city across the country including louisville has seen a spike in shootings and murders she said at the public forum at the Pam Miller Downtown Arts Center. More than 60 people attended the forum. Since January, there have been 23 homicides and 70 non-fatal shootings. The reasons are complex. Quote, the pandemic, the availability of guns, drugs, and social media. People will say and do things on social media that they won't say to your face, unquote, Gordon said. Quote, these have been all contributions to what is going in, going on in our town. I... Look, my lived experience is very far away from that of uh, the uh, allegedly organized crime activity, but I'm I'm actually very curious um, what role social media is actually playing in um, in the uh, in the uh, sort of greasing of the wheels that allow crime to happen, right? And something tells me um, its role is uh, um overplayed um or should i say uh i think it is um overstated because there is an interest in law enforcement at least on um having more uh monitoring on social media right very very interesting to seeing what these people on facebook are saying i think it's interesting that all this stuff is coming out after the no knock uh, vote. Yeah, it's. It, it, I mean, it, it's not a coincidence. Yeah, there was not reporting like this, especially when they admitted that crime has, you know, allegedly at this all-time low of crime that we've been in the last like two decades, starting to tick upwards. But that tick started, I mean, you know, since like the beginning of 2021. So, um, so much to think on here. Lexington Police Police Chief Lawrence Weathers agreed. "Quote: There is not going to be one answer," Weathers said. To curb crime, it takes, quote, prevention, intervention, enforcement, and re-entry. We've got to be involved in all levels. That's why we partner at all levels, whatever partnering at all levels means. Wednesday Forum was one of several upcoming town, meeting, town hall meetings focusing on crime, but many members of the community told Gort, Gordon Weathers and Divine Karama, the director of One Lexington, the city's violence prevention program, that more needs to be done to find employment for teens and young adults. 
Um, and this is interesting. This is a um, this is a, a piece of Lexington history I did not know about, but we uh, Beth Musgrave nonetheless uh, fills us in on it. Stephen Overstreet said that many kids get involved with violence because they don't have money or a job. Overstreet was a graduate of micro city government, as were several people who attended Wednesday's public forum. That program gave him job training skills. He learned how to interview and get a, got a job at 14, he said. Quote, we need to put money in the pockets of these kids. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. They're just using child labor. That's just child labor. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean... Like, it's curious to me that the answer is not, um, we need to create programs for, like, kids, like, there's, like, 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 for kids to do, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I was too busy, I couldn't be committing crime, because I was too busy, um, being a lighting designer, you know, that Mm -hmm. was, that was my, um, that was my fucking, uh, uh, elite white Lexington, um, hobby when I was in high school. At 14? When I, yeah, junior year of high school, Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're 14. Wait, shit. Freshman year of high school. All right. Yeah, thank you. All right. We're all together here. Um, This is very interesting. Microcity government was started in 1969 as a youth job training program. It closed after its former executive director, Ron Berry, was convicted in 2000 of sexually abusing some of the minors who participated in the program. The city has a summer youth job training program that recently expanded to more than 300 participants. However, when that program was mothballed during the pandemic. (laughs) Mothballed. That program was mothed like a ship. They scuttled it. Um, When Karama asked teens and young adults involved in violent crime what it would take for them to stop, they mentioned jobs and money, Karama said, agreeing with Overstreet. Weathers, who grew up in Lexington, also agreed. He was a micro city participant and got a job through that program. Very interesting. Hmm. Um, others questioned why the police didn't do more to partner with social services and mental health professionals to address calls for a service involving people in a mental health crisis or in need of social services, not law enforcement. In November 2020, police announced a new partnership with New Vista, the community mental health center. Police can, police can, and this is huge, can call New Vista staff when they are sent to a home where a mental health professional or social worker is needed. Shamber Mulder, who works in mental health, questioned why the police didn't send the social media, uh, social worker to, call f- to the call first. More police doesn't make us safe, Mulder said. Having a police officer respond to a crisis can, quote, raise the threat level, unquote. Lexington police are also facing a shortage of police officers. Good. There are 65 vacancies in the department. Not enough. Yeah, one, not enough. Two, very proud of you, Lexington. Shaming, shame in in our city, our humble city of 300,000. There is so much shame that we cannot fill 65 positions in the on the Lexington Police Department. This is good. And yet, and yet, police still kill people. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> Whatever. There is currently a recruit class that will finish in November with 35 recruits. Sad. Gordon said that this year's budget includes money for a second recruit class to help fill those vacancies. Fuck. Actually, Mayor Gordon, no. Mayor Gordon funding the police. God damn it. Landlord Linda funding the police. Landlord Linda funding the police. I love the little, I love those little names that we have for them. The budget also includes money for six neighborhood resource officers who are assigned to neighborhoods, which is, of course, feels so bullshit. It seems like, all right, this is like very, like on the surface, right? You're like, oh, yeah, we're giving jobs to these kids. But then, like a fourteen-year-old doesn't need, let you're getting them. You're getting them acquainted with the neoliberal economy. Yeah. Now, a general jobs program. I mean, we're all in favor. I Absolutely. Think, right. But I'm worried that their gig is like you know, I don't know, 
like oh like what what jobs do they fucking give these kids mcdonald's yeah like 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 work work and fast food very menial yeah very i mean you can mop up up after the city council meetings that's great yeah no that's how that would be a cool job yeah fuck anyway it's um look i mean divine karama by nature of having the lived experience and also simply speaking to these people has um actually come to the correct assumption that the material conditions directly um people's material conditions directly reflect um crime rates right and um and yet uh you know um like the police no one seems to be taking this seriously or when they do they're like perfect child labor right um and look to the woman who came and spoke about why more police doesn't make us more safe she's correct but i don't necessarily and this has happened to me at meetings of certain kinds before where um where many people will um simply burn time saying a sentiment that um is on one hand yes fundamentally true but on the other sometimes not necessarily applicable right we're at a uh, i don't know we're, we're at a forum where we're here to stop gang crime and someone's like we need mental health workers for the game <laughs> and like like yes obviously we need like there is you know that is an important part of restructuring the police but like um there is no i don't know how much of a mental health crisis um people that just live in um the carceral state have that i don't know i, I i'm my brain is melting because I am having a mental health crisis. I think we're all melting here after reading this. Yeah, I mean, but what I'm what I'm trying to say here is that there are multiple. There's many different reasons why crime happens, right? And um, you know, mental health crises are just one of the many avenues in which the cops fuck up. But um, if there are truly, if there are truly gangs roaming the street, right? Um, if, if this is what is happening, it is. Uh, uh, totally as a result of um, one, the uh, punitive measures that we have put on certain substances, right? I mean, look no further than fucking, you know, every good mafia just started because we decided to ban alcohol. Like, could have solved that one for you. Just don't ban it. Um, you know, anytime a business, you take a some sort of like a some sort of business model and make it uh, exclusively an underground thing, if there's enough money in it, and especially if the CIA is funneling it. Um, you know, there's that, but at the same time, like, you all get where I'm trying to go with this one. I'm sorry I'm being so dumb. There's another article from the same night that Beth Musgrave just split into a second article. Yeah, double feature, Beth Musgrave double feature. Well, I, I find this very disingenuous that Beth Musgrave felt to make this a separate, because it's very short, and that... Well, you'll see what I understand when I read this headline. Weekend crowds gathering in downtown Lexington parking lots... (gasps) forgive me concern some businesses right why why is that concerning well um i don't know why beth musgrave felt that she needed to divide this into a second article and make it that because most people will only see weekend crowds gathering in downtown parking lots concern some businesses oh my god i'm afraid to park my car downtown now but what if they come for me right the true the true like urbanist yeah right now like, reverse psychology yeah, yeah, yeah. Afraid to park my car, Dad. <laughs> walk downtown instead. Yeah. It, it, wait, it's simple. To stop these groups of mysterious people gathering, we'll simply abolish parking. <laughs> anyway, 
but of course, like so many of these articles, just like the one where uh, Jeremy Kristenall in- interviewed Divine Karama, the actual text of the article is um, sort of reveals the truth of it, right? So here's how it begins. Lexington is seeing a surge in the number of people going downtown on weekend nights, but not everyone is there to go to restaurants and bars. Some are congregating in parking lots and are staying into the early morning hours on Friday and Saturday nights. And some bound downtown business owners and residents said at oh, some downtown business owners and residents said at Wednesday night form on public safety at the downtown arts center. What right. what is the problem with that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, whoa. Did you hear that? No. Whoa. Something in my neck popped, fucked up. Um, I guess I die on the podcast, which would be kind of wicked. No, no, I can't do this by myself. You have to publish this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron, please put it out. They have to know. Um, But uh, so uh, a classic, like, not only they're not, there's not even a press release for them to reprint and publish. They're literally just, um, uh, you know, reporting what people are reporting and it's that people are gathering now. What are they there for? To have a fucking good time. It's post COVID. What do you? They're fucking. What's the vibing. issue here? It's sorry. Well, maybe you all should have. Th- maybe you all should have thought about that before you destroyed the public space. Like you should. Maybe maybe you shouldn't have turned every piece of sidewalk into a mall, huh? People are going outside. People more are, at eleven. Okay, this is literally people are reclaiming the fucking parking lots because there is so there is no. There, there is no longer any free space for people to just be at, and mm-hmm. um, they are like, "Well, we paid to park, so now we own the place, right?" They pull in some little mm-hmm. thing, and now business owners are upset because they're there and not at their bars, right? So let's continue. Um, uh, this, uh, this premium asshole, David, David Decumis, not to be confused with um, famed actor David Duchovny, who I love dearly. Um, David uh, Ducombs owns property at the corner of Cheapside and Short Street. The parking lot at the corner of Short and Mill Streets often has hundreds of people, some youth, but most are adults. Well, good, responsible. Hanging out on the weekends into the early morning hours, the parking lot is close to Short Street's many bars and restaurants. Quote, none of those patrons, none of those, none are patrons of those establishments, Tacoma said. LFUCG owes me some relief. End what? quote. Yeah, this, psychotic. What? You yeah. have to be, okay, so like, if you, I don't understand this, this so, argument well, here. I think this next line will very neatly sort of encompass the sort of handshake that private equity has with um, the carceral state. Uh, please enlighten us. Police Chief Warren Lawrence Weather said police are aware of the problem, right? So the police have identified it as a problem and are aware of it, right? Okay. So once again, all we need to do is simply reinforce loitering laws and make people miserable and force them in order to see each other to have to patron some bar, you know? Um, they have to pay money in order to be together, right? This is the ultimate dream. However, not every... We'll continue reading from the article. However, not everyone gathering is doing something wrong, whether it's Lexington Mayor Linda Gordon and Divine Karama, the directors of One Lexington City Fight God. They have to... I'd say probably <sighs> most people well, are she has like to fucking re- 99.99999% yeah. of people. Yeah, it's so insane. Um, quote, we can't arrest, arrest our way out of that problem, Weather said, but he wants to. Um, but Weathers agreed that police will have to keep a close eye on the situation and encourage Tacomas to stay after the public forum to talk about possible solutions. Um, solutions including uh, stop being an asshole and get over it. Uh, <laughs> he goes back to talk to the police and he's like, finally, I'm going to get a cop to my side. And Lawrence Weathers is like, dude, fucking chill. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, 
Weathers and others said the um, the coronavirus pandemic has kept people cooped up for more than 50 months. That's likely why the creating their their that's likely what's creating large crowds downtown. He said, "Quote: People want to be with other people." Lawrence said. Um, Lexington police and other cities are seeing a spike in gun violence, shootings, and homicides. Like this is the thing, Beth Musgrave, you could have fucking saved yourself so much um, sort of a finger fatigue from typing this article because you've um, uh, you I don't know. It's insane to me that there's two separate articles because I have to repeat. We're repeating ourselves so much now um, because they want and I repetition legitimizes. Repetition legitimizes. Repetition legitimizes. Repetition legitimizes. Oh God, we're in the repetition. Le- Fuck. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, um, downtown Lexington has seen a similar uptick in shootings. Reimar Alvester Webb was shot and killed June 19th in a parking lot in Shorten Mill Streets. Police said a large crowd had gathered in the parking lot at the time of Webb's death. Later in June, two teens were shot and wounded at High and Mill Streets. In July, one person was injured after being shot on Main Street near the downtown public library in the early morning hours. Um, yeah. You know, you know who else is dying in Lexington? You know who else is having a, a major uh, crisis with uh, death in, in this city? Uh-huh. It's homeless people mm. because they don't have air conditioning. Yeah. And they're just like keeling over from heat. But yeah. we don't see Beth Musgrave yeah. right about the, the yeah. homeless overheating problem. You know, there's another person that's also dying from the lack of air conditioning. <laughs> oh and it's me whenever I come over to this fucking apartment to record. <laughs> Look, Blame Studios is perfectly fine. Blame Studios is kept at a brisk 81 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's comfortable for some people. Um, and I am, I'm actively asphyxiating in this place. My, my comfort zone ranges from 55 to 81. But then let's keep it 60 then. This is great. Yeah, but it costs money. Ah. <laughs> you see anyway. the, the LGEKU ads that say two degrees can save you some money. Oh, it, every, you, lower, yeah. you raise your temperature by two degrees, you spend less money on your, yeah. on your power bill. Man, I really wish, total tangent here. Um, I was watching that technology connections video about um, how like he can opt into this like smart pricing thing where depending on the hour, his electricity rate is different things or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I really wish KU had that because you'd be so into that. Well, yeah, but his house has insulation. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, He does live in an insulated home. His house is more than 700 square feet. All right. Enough fucking shop talk. I have uh, one to unveil to you who I believe is the actual true enemy of lame, right? Now that me and Barry Saturday is a part of the same Republican death cult. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, who and I'm, who it, is worse? Look, I'm giving the olive branch of agreeing with Republicans that some, um, everyone should die on the, and, and I'm hopefully bringing the socialist revolution to the Republicans. And maybe at the end of it, we will agree that maybe people shouldn't die. You know, I think I can meet them in the middle. I can fix them. Are you doing okay? Do you need a mental health checkup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. fine? Send a cop need, after me, would you? Do you, um, need, uh, do you need like somebody to check in on you? Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, Linda Blackford, um, who I know mostly um, for doing all those beautiful photos of horses um, uh, and stuff, but she is also an op-ed writer, and she covers K-12 through stuff. We've read some of her articles before. Mm-hmm. This is an op-ed that she's written um, uh, talking about how the University of Kentucky, and this one hits very close to home for me, University of Kentucky wants to buy up and demolish um, like 50 homes and those uh, in the very same neighborhood where I as a child grew up. And this um, makes me personally depressed. Um, shall we read? Uh, Let's get into it. Yeah. 
the University of Kentucky is planning to buy and demolish up to 50 properties on South Limestone to make way for more space for the Markey Cancer Center, part of the inexorable growth of the state's largest medical complex. The properties, mostly student rentals, are located within a rectangle made of 100 blocks of Con Terrace behind uh, New Shriners, State Street, University Avenue in, um, in the north side of Waller, bounded by Elizabeth Street in South Limestone said George Ward, UK's executive director for Coldstream Research Park and Real Estate. Huh, funny they mentioned Coldstream. Foreshadowing. Um, Foreshadow. Well, look, for those of you who haven't listened to our past episodes... Tiff Talk. um, Tiff Talk. God, what... I mean, maybe one of our best episodes just because of how much ground we covered in it. Well, uh, Peter Peter Bourne didn't like it, but that's okay. What? Fuck, we never heard back. Peter Bourne, please respond to our DM. We want to know how we can... We'll do a Tiff Tiff Talk Part 2. Peter Bourne on the podcast. Uh, um, I, I don't. I, want, I, <laughs> I think it, I don't know if I have the mental stamina. If for the what if the man comes on is mean to me for like an hour? Well, then it would be a fun episode for all the Genry haters. That's true. The Genry haters would love that one. Anyway, um, Coldstream Research Park is Coldstream. Cold, whatever. Coldstream, Coldstone. Love great ice cream. Love the ice cream. Um, Coldstone, Cold fuck. Coldstream is a research park um, in North Lexington. It's a, a UK owns a bunch of fucking land out there, and they ha- do nothing with it essentially. And they keep creating tiffs in the middle of nowhere, which is not how a tiff works. No, it's blighted land out there. Haven't you been there? It's, I mean, it's, it's blighted in a certain sort of um, moral way. Uh, anyway, anyway. So um, it's funny that the people that run Coldstream are the ones pitching it. Uh, these there are two owner occupied houses in the whole area. However, the lines are still changing. I wish God if only that could be me being an owner owner occupied home in uh in um the uh like uh you know deep district three. What could I say? Um, okay, let me see. However, the lines are still changing because of the need to uh, locate a utility infrastructure nearby. Ward sent a letter to all the owners in April announcing UK's desire to buy the houses because of a 20% increase in visits to Markey in the last five years. UK Healthcare estimates it would need more than 300,000 square feet of additional specialty outpatient clinical space in the parking lot near the main faculties for 20% more people. Apparent um, appraisals are underway, which will inform them of how many students live there and how many will be displaced. Although many of the houses are bungalows, several have big box additions that were built in the back in the city uh, before the city outlawed them. Eminent domain would be last resort, he said, which is fucked up. Ward says he doesn't foresee any problems with the students finding new housing. This is so fucked up. Given the addition of the two hub properties. Just simply move to the hub. Why don't you move to the hub? Um, I'm sure it's equal the price and equal the quality of housing. Um... The hub, okay. These bungalows, these things, the things that are um, that uh, that were outlawed by the city, right? Um, one of the best forms of housing we had in Lexington. Um, this is all. Oh, so much of the best housing in Lexington is literally illegal to build, and this is why. And this is when we are going to have to hold hands uncomfortably with the historic preservation people, um, <laughs> because, and exclusively because. We need to preserve houses that were built before it was illegal to build livable cities, basically. So I've, I had a friend who lived in the hub. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the hub on the first hub. hub the one. first hub, a uh, home of multiple deaths. Hub, hub before one. Before it even opened, yeah. Um, he had an issue with, um, well, he moved in and his oven didn't work. Yeah. And so he spent like an entire semester and his oven just wouldn't work. He put in a service request. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was black mold 
that formed in the um, in the bathroom, and then he put in a service request for that, and then nobody nobody came and fixed that for like another like month and a half. Or yeah, whatever. and that will that will cause you severe mental damage. Um, yes. Then there then there was a fire, but the fire alarms didn't go off. That's good. Um, and then the fire was on like the second or third floor, mm-hmm. and so people above that couldn't go. They couldn't go down because there was smoke. Yeah, it was. It's it's a mess. Yeah, so yeah. We simply could have had a hub. We could have had our little Grenfell. I know someone that moved there. Moved to um, the. Uh, I know someone that moved there, and um, for the first like month of them living there, there wasn't a lock on their front door. Oh, I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I'm trying to move quickly. I know I've taken up so much time. But it's a very important episode. I came out swinging. Oh, like forty minutes in. Oh, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. love it, love it, love it. Um. So yeah, uh, living on the hub is not only unacceptable living conditions, but also um, like more expensive and uh, whatever. You probably will die. You probably will die, yeah. But in the university towns, when universities start buying up and tearing down residential neighborhoods, even UK student party slums where the air is tinted with the smell of burnt couches. Hey, that's my neighborhood you're talking about. That's my home. Um, we burn couches uh, um, like Grace, me, eight-year-old out there, setting fire to some good things. We love what to is, see it. What is the issue here? Yeah, yeah. I, actually, this is good. People who still live near campus get a little nervous because of what seems like an endless appetite for new construction. Quote, it makes us very nervous, said Kate Savage, who has lived on Columbia Avenue for the past 32 years. On her block, which borders UK and the other side of campus, what started out as a neighborhood of families with a few students has reversed into all students and two families. UK has built more has built more on-campus housing, enough for first-year students in some second, but it's often more expensive than a bedroom in a house. Uh, and this is true. And also, um, funny enough, not only is it just getting into UK sort of a structure, all those, they own the land, but almost all those dorms are leased out to... EDR. Yeah, EDR. And um, if you know a thing or two about... Um, about uh, how these uh, how places like the hub and these dorms are constructed. For more information, please see the "Well, There's Your Problem" episode on five over one um, housing. Uh, they're not going to last more than twenty I years. Aren't isn't like EDR and the hub people like the same? I would totally are, believe like, it. I totally fucking believe. Don't quote us on this, but I thought I've heard somewhere hearsay. Well, that, that was the, the material case. effect is as if they're the same. But I mean, um, okay, but living okay, living on campus like. If you if you were to break it down per month, it's like it's like fourteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah, um, which is like insane. Insane for Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, is insane, uh, folks. <laughs> I can't find in a. <laughs> I can't find anywhere in this city to live on the fucking pittance that I'm paid. Um, um so, like I I'm in fucking hell. Um, anyway, so it's just so funny for them to fucking laugh at me. Um, Simply move to the hub. Yeah. I understand they're a landlocked university, said architectural historian um, Jenny Rice's brother. Um, But with the land out at Coldstream, why do this here and why continue to destroy the very thing we need? More of walkable neighborhoods where people want to live. Several landlords who own property in the area did not return calls for comment. I like the landlock implies that there are universities that have ports. Yeah, universities (laughs) that are just, like, exposed. Well, I mean, for a time, University of Kentucky was free to just expand. Mm -hmm. That's why the whole Well, I'm talking more like landlock countries. I know, I know, I know what what you're saying. But UK, for most of its life, was on the outskirts of town Ah. uh, before you... But, like, and that's why fucking there's so much space out in the athletic stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, honestly, there's a lot of space over there for us to build more um things uh honestly just saying just saying folks anyway um and this is uh and then this is when things get really evil 
UK spokesman Jay Blanton said outpatient cancer care still needed to be near hospital facilities, so the Colstrom location was not an option. He also took umbrage at the idea that demolishing student housing would have any ripple effect in the community. Given the stock available both on campus and in close proximity to UK, it is simply incorrect to make an assumption about what the purchase of student housing on one set of streets that many in the neighborhood have considered a problem for years will do to the neighborhoods given the most dramatic increase available in housing on and off campus in recent years, right? Evil. Um, not only is this guy like, like trying to like parrot some sort of like insane, like, um, like sort of like Republican, um, thing like, like, oh, the students are, are such an issue, um, because they burn couches on the street. Yeah, I get it. I get it. They're ashamed. The, the, you know, we're so ashamed that students have fucking fun on this campus. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, they're young. Yeah. Sorry. They're just, they're just living their fucking life and paying all this tuition and fucking paying at your local businesses. Sorry. They're like the biggest economic vessel and your thing, whatever. Um, look, let me just say this. Uh, Jay Blanton will, once the revolution happens and the, in the legal system has been deposed and, um, <laughs> Jay, uh, Jay Blanton will be, um, given the, um, the firing squad treatment. We will oh be, uh, this guy is, um, has rendered his sort of services as a spokesperson <laughs> to maybe one of the mo to just give the most evil fucking opinions. So all these fucking people at UK who are, um, you know, who can continue to have this fucking like, you know, progressive quote unquote, 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 scare quotes, um, you know, mindset can sort of push off all their fucking actual evil things that they do to this community. Um, to just this one guy, it's so fucked up. Anyway, let me just keep reading so I can I can give this over to Aaron. Um, he said it's an it, it's a tension found in many college towns where a university stature as the biggest employer in town gives it enormous power. It's interesting that there is no longer any kind of town gown commission. Savage sir. Um. Savage served on it, but he said in the end, quote, it was just a courtesy thing where everyone played nice. We thought there was a point, but there wasn't a point. And there's no point because UK does what it wants to do, like closing Rose Street, whether residents like it or not. Both UK and city officials tout their great relationship, like the swaps that UK that gave UK control of some of campus streets in return for 200 acres at Coldstream, um, or the way they work together to crack down on party houses during COVID, which is so fucked they up. They really fucked up that, that street swap. Yeah, one they fucked up the street swap thing. Um, of like, like God, a two hundred acres, you could have built the whole second campus, right? Because the whole thing is that the university prime model is just growth and more building development. Why wouldn't you want to just invest heavily in Coldstream so you can just keep just exp- whatever? Fuck it, fuck it. I'm dying out here. No, anyway. just skip, skip to the to the bigger, the big kicker here. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I'm about to get to all it. Right, I almost right. fucking forgot about this. Um, so. Um, no one from UK has contacted Jim Duncan, the city's director of planning, because UK is not subject to local zoning rules. Generally, I think you cannot communicate too much, and good communication goes a long way, he said. They did communicate with Hannah Legree, councilman for the 3rd District, which encompasses the purchase area. This next sentence rocked my world in such a serious... Wait, did you not deep, know this? I did not know this. I don't know how I did not know this. Um, and But oh, it just needs to fucking be said here. Um, Legree also works for the University of Kentucky. I'm going to put this out there that Liz Sheehan also works for the University of Kentucky. Well, we knew that. Um, yeah. she, I mean, she's a, she's a visiting lecturer or whatever. Um, but it's really, we'll get to her thing, but she works at one of the most fucked up institutions at UK. The too. Honors College. Yes. One of the most e- just stupid, pointless, pointless fucking 
things that exist. Anyway, she hasn't heard from constituents because so few people knew about the plan, but she does think it would be good to return some to some kind of town gown commission. The success of this community very much hinges upon clear and consistent communications between the university and the city and our community members, she said. So many of the issues and challenges we face today are similar to the challenges for near-campus neighborhoods that we faced five to ten years ago. UK was a superlative neighbor during the COVID crisis, testing and vaccinating hundreds of thousands of Kentuckians with ease and efficiency. We're lucky to have a medical enterprise with quality in your backyard. It is also true that most modern universities have decided that growth is the only way to stay in business, but that doesn't mean their home cities should give them carte blanche or give up on accountability and communication. Um, so uh, Legree sort of fully outing herself as sort of the um, uh, person who puts band-aids on sort of the failing capitalist regime that we're in, um, you know, and whatever. I mean, they pay her to do it. So um, I would just like to read you some of her some of her um, other accolades on the fucking um, on her on the website. We're getting we the TLDR here. The TLDR. Yeah. Uh, um, she uh, is a. Um, her all her degrees are um in undergrad are in a focus in creative writing book arts and literary theory and she has an ma in english from uk with a focus in migration masculinity and this i've never heard of this person juno diaz um i kind of want to look up her thesis yeah yeah yeah. we should we should take a little trip to the library reading series yeah also got to do more research on the town gown commission because we got to be all great i got to be on this one anyway um she talks about how she does stuff at the Carnegie Center. Before beginning with honors, Hannah was recruiter for undergrad admissions at UK, taught Word 110 and 111. Can you imagine if I fucking took it? If I was, <laughs> if your fucking Word 111 teacher was Hannah Legree. Hey, that's what the, that's what the um, people did with Liz Sheehan because she's a psych teacher. Yeah. And so they, people are like, oh, yeah, I saw my psych teacher was running for council, so I just voted for her. Very funny. Um, anyway. Yeah, it, it fails to mention on this... Um, Outside of work, she's an avid reader, writer, and bicycle rider with an interest in meeting new people and community volunteers, specifically in the arts and education. Very funny that she does not... <laughs> Very funny that it doesn't mention that she's on city council, which oh, I think yeah. is insane. Well, then maybe they didn't yeah. update her thing. Her email is hannah.legree at uky.edu, and her office phone is 859-257-1189, just for all of you that was curious about that. Um, and her t- official title is Director of Recruitment. Director of Recruitment. I love anyway, that. Um, I'm so sorry I took so much time. Well, Hannah Legree is certainly a bicycle rider. I've run into her, co- not literally, but I've I've encountered her. <laughs> Aaron's like Target fucking locked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've encountered her a couple of times on the road. We're like, it's, uh, that's Hannah Legree. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. I'm so sorry for taking so long. I yield my time. All right. We'll see you in a couple minutes. Yeah. Seconds. You guys are listening to The Middle of Lame. I'm Aaron. Uh, and I'm Jenry. This is the Lexington Allegations Marxist Experience. This is the 30th of June, 2021. We have just gone through a very interesting side A of one for the record books, I think. One, one could say shenanigans happened. Shenanigans happened. I don't know if I would go that far. Oh, wow. You're being, being, yeah. very, being very conservative in your use of the phrase shenanigans recently. If you would like uh, to let us know about how we're doing, uh, ways we can improve, ways we can learn more about TIFFs. You can email us at lexlamepod at gmail.com. Born, this is targeted to you. Please tell us if you think you know so much. <laughs> Peter Bourne's just like, why the fuck do these podcasters have such a Peter Bourne complex? Well, he, Peter, maybe Peter Bourne shouldn't have publicly said on fucking Twitter that we were wrong. <laughs> maybe, well, no, I'm okay with being wrong. No, no, that's I just want to know what we, how yeah, can we exactly. improve. He said, he said we're wrong about this, and then we're like, Peter Bourne, what do we do wrong? Radio fucking silence. Radio fucking silence. 
I'm not holding it against him. I'm not holding him against him either. Yeah, we, we have all... this discussion every time on the podcast. Yeah, we have to um, stop talking about we this. Have to we talk have... about... Okay, can I make a pact? Okay. Right here, right now. All right. That we just stop talking about this guy. Peter Bourne name banned from the podcast? I, I think it should just be strongly... strongly we just don't dis- talk about him? Yeah, I don't think right. we have to say he's banned, because I right. feel like that wouldn't be good. We don't have to shake. It's over the radio. If, well, I we'll yeah. Do. This is the sound of me shaking hands. Sure. <laughs> what kind of... I don't know what kind of... Sh- <laughs> That's like, a COVID handshake. Well, it's like the... Like that? Oh, I don't yeah. know. It's sort of the the clap. Okay, whatever. The COVID we, handshake's a fist bump. Oh, you don't want to. Well, we don't. We don't. We're not. We're not real people. You can we're email us at lexanpod@gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at lamepod. You can ask for stickers, and if you get a sticker, you'll also get an agenda sheet that Jenner and I have signed. So oh, no way, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this fun. could be a good one. This is a fucking a powerful agenda sheet. It's too. Powerful, yeah. It's, it's lame, sacred text. Uh, you can get that. We'll mail it to you. Um, and uh, review us on iTunes. Um, five stars, please. Five stars. If you like the show and you're, you're like you're like I like these guys, I want to give them four stars. Cons- yeah. Consider how algorithms work. Mm-hmm. And if like that's like the best way you can help us out right now is uh, doing five stars. That we get more people. Share it with your friends. Share it with your dog. Share Word of mouth, your, very important. Share it with uh, your favorite honors university honors college recruiter. <laughs> Just I'm just spit spitballing yeah. position. If you have here. anyone that feels like they're paying too much for the a Herald Leader, turn them on to this podcast. Exactly. We do we do try and tear down that paywall. Exactly. Um and with that let's go into side B. Alright. You all are listening to side B of the Lexington Allegation Marxist Experience. I'm Aaron. Uh and I'm Jenry. It's this this side B I'm gonna call fame. Yes. Uh finally. So- <laughs> Fame, of course, stands for the Frankfurt Allegation Marxist Experience because we are Frankfurt-centric here on this side of the show today. Uh, we have, uh, we're chocked full of news stories from Frankfurt. We are currently sitting at 53 minutes. I am, there's no way in hell that I am going to be getting have? this done in seven minutes. Well, I think, I, look, folks, we do the hard-hitting journalism. you got to stay with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go with smallest to largest. Okay. Um, so uh, Lexington Senator Forgy Kerr is not seeking re-election. She's a Republican from South. We have Reggie Thomas as our guy yeah. who represents the, that he's a Democrat. And then Forgy Kerr is not seeking re-election. Her biggest legacy is trying to ban conversion therapy statewide, although she is still a Republican. Yeah. Well, good job. Yeah. Um, I went to Frankfurt last week. Yeah, interesting. Uh, this was a very fascinating experience. <laughs> um, are, you, are you are you also following along? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I don't want to. I don't like looking at the agenda. It's I, I don't uh, like being spoiled. All anyway. right, all right. So I'm like just like going there, hanging out. Like I'm there for a Capitol grounds tour. Like just like going around. Oh, so you didn't even know this was going on? I didn't even know this was going on. You just wanted to fucking tour the Capitol. I'm I'm just like a. Call me, call me a civics nerd. I just like to see, uh, you know, the capitals and everything like that, and the yeah, history yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. Um, so I was there, and then we you know, we go around the other side of the capital, and who do we see but a rally? And then I'm like, oh, maybe it's like, uh, maybe it's like a Cuba rally or something like that, or you know, something. It's like, 
SOS Kentucky. SOS Kentucky. I'm like, oh, what could they be rallying for? And the people I'm with are like, oh, they're they're gonna protest like mask mandate or vaccines. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. There's no been no recent decision about that. They were protesting max mask mandate and vaccines. This was part of a worldwide event. Um, wow. Yes, uh, and WFPL actually did a. a probably the only article about this that I've seen, and you can hear it on Lame now. We're not going to read it, but you can hear my reporting on it because I was also there. Yeah. There's a worldwide freedom Boots rally. on the ground, folks. Yes. This is why you pay us the big bucks. Uh, the rally was held by America's Frontline Doctors, a right-wing medical professional organization. Frontline this, Doctors. This, America's Frontline Doctors. This one woman got up, and she was saying, like, really, she's being very careful with her words, but... Um, she was talking about how being vaccinated is a personal choice, and but she got hydroxychloroquine. That's actually for, the fact that people are still on the hydroxychloroquine train is um, exactly. Um, there is this one girl from UK. She was like a med student, oh, and she was no. like, she was like, thankfully the university has not required vaccines or masks. This is, and I'm like, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I don't. Cause here's like, okay, here's what I don't get, like. Like, I don't like wearing masks I, because, like, you know, I don't like having, like, like a thing over, like, my mouth and nose. Like, that's mm-hmm. just me. But, like, I don't, like, so I get it when Republicans are, like, very anti-mask because it's, it's it's all about, like, pursuing your personal pleasures and rights, right? But I don't get the vaccine thing. Like, like the vaccine, it's like you, you take it to not get to wear the mask. I mean, that's, like, the whole, I, I don't get the... I've never understood the vaccine thing. I've never said I was caught on, especially because it, whatever, we can't talk, we can't go too deep into that. That's a, that's a whole other episode beyond the scope of this podcast. Yeah. Um, there's, there were about 40 people at this event. Uh, basically all of them were armed. They uh, either had some kind of pistol. Uh, several of them had bayonets. One guy was cosplaying as George Washington. That's great. I love that for him. Um, it was absolutely insane. And then people were looking at me and they had like this weird deranged like smile on their face. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. Joker. That's, that's the most amazing part about Republicans is that um, when they're doing something, they have the biggest like shitting grin like, hey, I'm doing something. I don't know, it's just very, it's very, I, I've had it, I've had this, this, this look shared with me many times. They'll like, they'll say something like, you know, I, I'm skeptical about the numbers on COVID and they'll just grin. I'm like, what are you, what? <laughs> What are you doing very very weird it's very bizarre um, i don't know they they feel i mean this is and this is the true um this is the true q gnosticism right because they're all this is their they're they're on such a they're on such a playing field where it's like yeah it is it is all a little smirk it is all fun and games we're fucking showing mm-hmm. them well it felt like i felt like i was surrounded by jokers yeah yeah, yeah. i mean and that's a correct correct way to <laughs> interpret it um they, they were all kelly flood it was strange <laughs> exactly well and yeah they just kind of kept to themselves and did their own little thing but i didn't really want to i wasn't one i wasn't prepared to go up and talk to them yeah um and two they were all armed yeah the gun <laughs> so like a twink like me going up there and talking to them i would have gotten shot uh on site jenry has I just keep just keep going just all keep right talking. all right <laughs> just just don't acknowledge so the next topic I want to talk about is KSU. Love this. Yeah, there. I've I've been I've been intentionally ignoring this because I'm like, up oh, Frankfurt. Aaron's got it. Yeah. Um. You may have been hearing about things going on at Kentucky State University over the past couple of days. Very interesting events have been unfolding there. Like 
in well we're gonna get into it uh one what the biggest thing was there was a call to um andy Bashir was like oh we should audit ksu for their finances and then the president resigned same day. <laughs> person's like uh i'm okay i'm, I'm out <laughs> same day and then two days later some uh people on the board of regents resigned um so this has all been very fishy there's also some sexual misconduct um, well, i mean what 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 good case in america doesn't have a little bit of sexual misconduct know, right? you know yeah, all of them do makes it makes it interesting yeah for the reporters but it's anyway the, the yeah um, KSU started off in 1886. They were originally the state normal school for colored persons. Hell yeah. You might be asking yourself, what is a normal school? I actually have no uh Wait. I thought I knew. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll enlighten us. Enlighten All right. Us. A normal school is an old term for a teacher's school. So they right. were teaching they were teaching colored persons to, uh, for, you know, they're teaching them how to be teachers, basically. Um the people at Frankfurt put the people of Frankfurt put forth several thousand dollars to construct the first building at KSU, which is that little castle thing. Uh-huh. Um, and it's still there today. Well, and- you know, I'm glad that um, I'm glad that uh, Frank I'm glad that the people of Frankfurt put up money to make this thing happen because um, for those of you that don't know, the city of Frankfurt was constructed almost entirely by a uh, slave workforce, um, and that is literally true. Um, <laughs> Literally, one guy named Franklin is like, I have, I will make you the best capital, and you won't have to pay for a cent. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 it does. It does have like being in Frankfurt. I get very big like bad energy vibes from yeah. just like just from that place. Yeah, yeah, it's uh Frankfurt's a fucking strange place. Uh, the fact that they have that train no passengers or anything the fact that it's just a freight train that goes between downtown and like the capital Mm -hmm. insane they've got a they've got a lot at the frankfurt cemetery they've got a little confederate section have you been there no they've got a confederate section and it's all of the confederate um people in the in the cemetery in one place and they're all in a circle hell yeah and all the graves all the gravestones are pointed towards a central statue of a confederate general and there's a bunch of like Elizabethan poetry on the side. God, so insane. Yeah, it's, premium lost cause shit. Right, exactly. But anyway, uh, that's that's just the neuroses of Frankfurt. Um, in 1890, they added agriculture and mechanics to the curriculum, and then be, they became a land grant college. Hell yeah, uh, love land grant university. They changed their name from the Ken- the Kentucky State Normal School for Colored, Colored People to the Kentucky State Normal and Industrial Institute for Colored Persons. Mm. Try putting that on a on a sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, where's my fucking varsity jacket? Exactly. Um, the first white person to enroll there was in 1961. Wow. <laughs> One of their notable uh, alumni was this lady. Her name is Jean Glock. Yeah, Jean Glock uh, Shinatava. Um, and she is from Thailand. She went there in 1991. All right. <clears throat> she is the first female prime minister of Thailand. Oh, that's great. Love that. Well, wait till you hear about what happened during her prime ministership. Well, I let me say, folks, I should... I, I, nothing's good. <laughs> I know it's nothing <laughs> fucking good. It's the 90s. I, it's, um, I don't have much time to get into her story, 
but basically there's a political scandal during her prime ministership. She ended up becoming both the prime minister and the secretary of defense at the same time. We love that. There was several military coups involved. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, look her up on Wikipedia mm-hmm. if you want more information. Jin, Jin Glock. Shinata, straight out of Shinata the fucking, um, straight out of the fucking uh, oven of Frankfurt. Exactly. Yes. Um, and so that assistance, I love, like. Wait, she was Secretary of Defense and Prime Minister yeah, for yeah. herself. You got that right. Um, so I mean, that's kind of some background on Frankfurt. They're primarily a liberal arts college. Um, they have athletics. They have a really good drum line. Um, colors are green and green and yellow, green gold. Uh, but they recently had a sexual abuse scandal. Um, and they got into some heat for that a couple months ago. So that one of their guys, Xavier Dillard, worked for the Student Support Services Department. He got fired because he supported two students who got sexually assaulted um, or were the targets of unwanted sexual advances. Mm-hmm. So there was this guy um, who got paired in a room with another guy, and then he was getting like unwanted sexual advances, and he was like, no, dude, you got to stop. And then it was, like, the whole thing. Linda Blackford wrote about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, university didn't like him. I think that's that was their kind of vibe that I got from that because they cited FERPA, uh, the or the Privacy Act, because wow. he, named, he named the students in his, like, support. Oh, the, the deck guy is back. Oh, shit. Well, it's happened again, folks. Oh, no, uh, I'm not done with the thing. <laughs> well, we have to... I will fucking tell the deck guy. Well, we'll, we'll power through this. Oh, shit. Um... So they cited they cited FERPA and they were like, um, yeah, you can't name them, and like, yeah, you can't name them. But he was also like, making sure that they yeah, were. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was also um, University President Christopher Brown, who we're going to get to more in a couple minutes here, oh was reportedly said to call white females at the university quote kitchen bitches. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, the softball coach kept track of students' sexual orientations. To make sure there were no lesbians on the team. Oh, wow. That's fucking... Which I feel like if I you were... If... I can't... You ma- How do you make shit up? You, sorry, how does it... You can't make shit up that insane. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, if you're keeping track of their sexual orientations on a softball team, you would want them to be lesbians. Right, it's true. They would They would play better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, we believe in stereotypes as much as anyone. Exactly. Um, um, they're currently trapped in many lawsuits because of this, and because of this, they got they got cascaded into financial uh, unrest land. They're getting audited. Bashir was saying, "Oh yes, we are going to audit you," and they did this on July twentieth um, because of their strained finances just in time for planning the state budget later this year. Great. Um, it is uh, it's required for KSU to do independent audits periodically, and they had not done so by this time. Ruh-roh. Ruh-roh. Um, and so the same day, uh, KSU President Christopher Brown resigns, hires a new chief financial officer. Um, Christopher Brown used to be the president of Alcorn University. He did literally the exact same thing that uh, he did when Bashir asked for an audit. Um, he resigned... And then left town. Hell yeah, a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, his his election was sketchy to begin with. Uh, the staff senate voted fifty thirty in favor of declaring no confidence in the chairwoman of the commission to nice. actually find him. Yeah. Um, thirty nine thirty six in the entire board for no confidence. Interesting. Uh, the choices there though were between they had a a provost with uh 
between a provost with no confidence from their faculty and a Kentucky Supreme Court justice. Fuck. With no educational experience. Jesus Christ. Um, they said, quote, with two... With two of the candidates have allegations, while two of the candidates have allegations, they also have very strong credentials. Something that seems to have been overlooked. God. <laughs> um, a previous interim president who had been there um, said there is a cash flow problem at the university, but he, when he was there, but he can't say for certain now. Mm-hmm. Two days later, two members of the board of regents resigned. There's no, they left no reasoning for that. They are just gone from from that uh and so the mystery continues there's a lot we don't know the audit's still going on there's no president there's no the two of the boards of regents are gone be free uh there's a new chief financial officer no gods no masters exactly and so this is where we leave off for this chapter of of fame at ksu complete disarray (laughs) complete disarray the state the state of frankfurt is possibly as bad as ever <laughs> exactly yes more morale has never been lower um in in any sector um and their university is just having is having a rough one to put it lightly <laughs> <laughs> just going through the, the, there there are some problems with the candidates but we can't forget about their qualifications of which some of them have none of which some of them have none. Well, they it's, knew about they knew about this guy, yeah. the current president's thing, because they were like, "Oh yeah, well he got into financial trouble and just skipped town." Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. And with that, finally, it's happened again. I'm you free. Wasted another hour perfectly good. Yeah, well, we probably didn't start immediately. It's, it's fine though. You've wasted another hour listening to lame. Hour listening to lame. We'd like to thank our esteemed executive producer, Charlie Carey, yeah, for all Charlie. the work you do. We on this saw show. you fucking ferociously just banging your fists on the production room table um, for the like nine minutes where we kept going over over an hour. Exactly. We're, we'll get better next time. I'll I'll, I'll be I'll be more succinct. Um, we our stickers are designed by Claire Thompson. You can follow us on Twitter at LexLamePod, and you can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. And even though more evil people like Jay Blanton join join the Republican death squad whenever they hear us say it, this is lame. <laughs>